0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your host Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing a lot better than uh, Captain Boomerang and Rick Flagg, but that's besides the point.
0: All right, yeah, well, that's the way to start the episode. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we're taking things real simple, taking them down a notch. We're just doing one movie. It's a new movie that came out, obviously, from what Mike said. It is the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. We don't want you to get mistaken for the 2016 version. This is the Suicide Squad. The the means it's fancier and newer. So yeah, it's the Suicide Squad with James Gunn directing. I think he wrote as well. I believe so. He usually does. Basically, um, how this movie came about was he was unceremoniously fired from Disney. For some
1: unsavory tweets back in the day.
0: Yeah. Granted. Well, Kevin they Vardy were... was uh trying to get his job back. when of the brothers rolled up and like, hey, we like you. How about you just do anything with us? Literally anything.
1: We'll give you money. Pretty much. They're like, hey, we liked what you did with Guardians of the Galaxy. We tried to do that. Didn't work. So how about you do what you did for Marvel for us, and we won't even get in your way? And like any good man would have done was absolutely he jumped on it and gotta say i'm happy with the result
0: i gotta say him being fired actually worked out best for his career he'll take a break from guardians make the movie he wanted to do with this and they still hired him back for guardians 3 anyway yep because they realized they fucked up yeah well we're not here to talk about what guardians 3 could be we're talking about the here and now and the fucked up mind of james gunn
1: yes indeed um
0: i think people might have forgotten how fucked up he can be if he wants to be since the last few movies have just been Marvel movies.
1: Yes, but if people were quick to forget, his fucked up mind is how he got fired from Marvel to begin with.
0: It's kind of a cycle. But, Mike, how much did you like The Suicide Squad?
1: Well, I enjoyed it a, a healthy amount, to say that at the very least. It had its comedic moments, which fit well. It wasn't like at any point you felt like the jokes were forced Justice League. I felt like the character introductions were similar to when Ayer slash not Ayer did his version of Suicide Squad. But the action was absolutely on par. There was great fight choreography. Um, But we gotta mention, this movie is graphic. Absolutely graphic in the best of ways. This is a blood fest. And pretty much how it should be suicide squad is a bunch of villains who are used to absolutely murdering people so it it's good to see them up against actual people rather than you know a bunch of red shirts that don't really bleed
0: or whatever the hell those mutated humans from Enchantress yeah, that, that turn them into like 20 eyeballs
1: yeah that's why i was just calling them red shirts just to yeah. make it simple because they're just basically you know.
0: Well, you know, maybe not everyone knows Star Trek, all right? Oh, well, Oh, well. But no, you're right. Uh, R-rated movie. Uh, I'm glad, you know, they. <laughs> it's definitely a hard R.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm glad Warner Brothers is not being afraid to actually say, all right, we can have some R-rated fucking comic book movies because, let's be honest, the majority of DC comics are pretty much R-rated to begin with. There, there's a lot of heavy content in the majority of DC comics, so to kind of have it watered down would be a disservice. And clearly this was not watered down
0: at all. I do kind of feel bad for them though. Like you mentioned, like I'm I'm also happy that they're allowing more of the DC movies to be R-rated. Um, but so far right now, they've only been rewarded with Joker. Birds of Prey, right before the pandemic started. And honestly, general audience didn't care. Box office yep. was not great. And now thanks to the pandemic, Suicide Squad is not having great numbers. So I'm kind of worried in the future they might back off on the R rating. But I, I wouldn't because
1: don't. I think HBO Max fumes have been pretty good for the Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping like for at least the Suicide Squad. And they've already said like James Gunn's welcome to come back whenever. Like yeah. Like they, they'll, they do. They'll do another one. It. Yeah. But I, I just hope they don't like hesitate because Look, Joker making a billion without China, R-rated is a big, big deal. Deadpool yeah, did not even huge. do that. Huge, huge, huge. So, you know, I hope between Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad, they don't take the wrong idea. R- R-rated movies can be successful, and look, if there was no I- pandemic, this was looking at six, seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Oh, easily. Yes,
1: I think this movie would have been one of the more successful movies mm-hmm. that DC has had, if you know there was no pandemic involved, which kind of sucks that. You know, it came out when it did. I mean, I'm glad it did because shit, pandemic or not, I was still able to watch it and I was able to enjoy it, but it goes back into overall prof, the profits of the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they knew going in, like when they did that HBO Max move for this year, they knew they were cutting into their profits.
1: Yeah. But hopefully they were able to get a bunch of new subscribers. And
0: yeah, I mean, we'll see what the numbers are in a few months. Um, but then
1: again, we're moving into a world where box office views aren't going to be equated to a movie's success as much anymore with the digital age rapidly approaching.
0: That's true. I'll stop you right there because I can easily do an entire episode on the mathematics yep. of that. <laughs> uh, yep, I'm just going to end up like Charlie in Philly with just the, 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 the whiteboard and everything connected. Yep. But So I also really enjoyed Suicide Squad. Obviously, we're not we're not going to make top three or top five because there's now a decent amount of DC movies. But I will say this: it is at least on par with Man of Steel as the best of the DC uh, movies. I'm just putting that out there. And I'm not going to
1: agree or disagree.
0: You don't have to, but I'm not asking for your opinion on that. Yeah, I'll
1: go fuck myself. Thanks.
0: Simple fact that I had fun with this movie. I had fun yeah, with most of the time. I thought that it was not only enjoyable, but like you said, the action was very violent. But I didn't think it was I don't think it was overdone. Like I don't think it was gory for the sake of gory. It's oh, yeah, when there's kills, they're a little gory, but it's not like as they're walking, like everything is as disgusting as it needs to be. Because it yes. looks pretty and... good. Like when they're walking around the city and stuff, like it looks like a normal movie. It's just when you get to the action, it's Shit hits the fan,
1: and James Gunn actually did make that opportunity to reduce the amount of blood in that one scene where Harley's going crazy with the javelin, mm-hmm.
0: just yeah, and spearing the, people, the, and yeah, it's the literally just
1: and the flowers just popping up instead of blood because that's clearly what she's seeing in her mind, because she's absolutely batshit crazy. So it would make sense that she sees, you know, her killing as like this beautiful thing. So that's a subtle way of censoring a lot of blood but at the same time putting you in the mindset of who you're watching which is actually a very smart move
0: yeah Um, so yes in general I thought because for this movie we have to get into specifics in general story was good jokes were good action was good cinematography was good let's get into specifics I really liked how James Gunn did he did a switcheroo on us because the first 10 minutes of the movie, you're seeing Michael Rooker. And obviously, if you're a James Gunn fan, you know Michael Rooker's gotta be in his movie somewhere. So you see Michael yeah. Rooker and you're like, oh, okay. The, the camera's really the story's really focused on him that he's needed for this team. You know, he's got savant, he's got a nice outfit. And I liked how James Gunn focused on him as like he is the, the main character with Rick Flag. Right? Because when he jumps into the water, cameras. Everyone jumps in, but the camera follows Savant as he goes in, as he comes out. Yeah. He's got the slow motion with the hair, and it's like, okay. And then, uh, then the beach scene happens. Basically, everyone gets brutally murdered. And you know, yeah, pretty In much a normal everyone. movie, he would have a heroic, you know, final showdown or fight them all off. No, he panics and swims, and gets his head blown off as a result. So I think that was a great twist or room And kind
1: of. I'm going to disagree with you there. I feel like I saw that coming from a mile away just because he was a part of the squad with all the new people with some pretty decently
0: big names in Hollywood right now. I mean, well, I think that's why, you know, I would agree with you if they didn't have three of the OGs from the last movie, if it was completely new people, I would say yes. But when you have Rick flag leading the team backed up by captain boomerang backed up by Harley Quinn, and then a couple new guys, you know, yeah. Look, I'm not saying I didn't expect anyone to die in the beach scene, but to there well, literally we, only was, be two.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, Pete Davidson dying was a given. That was. Oh no, that was that a was given. Yeah, hundred percent gonna happen.
0: Yeah. Even um, Nathan Fillion. Once, once I saw those uh, those bitch hand slaps, I'm like, oh, you're dead. Yeah, okay. that that
1: was that was pretty funny though. It was. Because they were all looking at him like, "Are you fucking serious? Like, this is what you're doing? Like, you could have done a lot more than that." But, even punched
0: him, just slap.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that goes into one of my problems with this movie. They did my boy Captain Boomerang wrong. He was one of the better parts of Suicide Squad, and I would have liked to seen him further in the universe. You know, maybe actually go up against the Flash because he was pretty comic accurate with the way he carried himself. So I think it would have been a fun villain for a lighter hero like the Flash. Not anymore. He, he, was, he was gone. He's gone.
0: Flashpoint paradox.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll um, see.
1: Well, can, the Gotta Kill Jai Courtney in his probably best role he's ever had.
0: Obviously, we'll talk about the other death in a little bit, but I do feel it's Captain yeah. Boomerang. It does suck, I will admit. Because, uh, look, just on a script, line by line basis, the, all this shit talking back and forth on the chopper on the way to the beach. That was just great writing, in general. Like, yeah, if that that's... was the team for most of the movie with that kind of shit talking, it, it'd be amazing. So yeah, it does like he's dead, and he died ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, but I think he he needed to die because I think James Gunn's looking at all right. Look, if James Gunn is hyping the film up to us to don't get attached to anyone and that anyone can die at any moment, you got to. Well, yes, obviously, Harley Quinn's kind of the exception to the rule, but even if he knows that. He has to make you believe that she could die. So, the closest thing you can do is kill one of the OG, and obviously, the other one is more important deaths later on. So, that kind of leaves Captain Boomerang. Yep. His death did serve a purpose. Like, I don't feel his death was wasted.
1: Yeah, if I mean, I... it was definitely a shock value. He was probably mm-hmm. the, one of the
0: last people I would have thought was going to fucking bite it. And that's the thing. You go in there expecting a couple of new guys to bite it, and just about everyone does. Which, which they did. Yeah.
1: But let's bring up, uh, let's bring up probably one of the better characters in the movie, Ratcatcher.
0: Ratcatcher two. Not,
1: no, Ratcatcher one. You think okay. I wasn't gonna see my boy Taika in there real quick? Yeah, doing some heroin. <laughs> All right, but I don't want to talk about that. But my boy Taika, there we go. That's what I want to see. But uh, makes me cry that he wasn't in it more. But scheduling conflicts. You mean
0: Oscar award-winning? Ta- Ta- Taika Taika.
1: yes and that's the exact kind of hollywood bromance i like to see fellow filmmakers looking out for each other even casting them in some small roles just so they can work with each other again
0: from what i heard james uh, james gunn did want to give him a bigger role but
1: yeah but it was scheduling conflicts scheduling conflicts
0: but hey, yeah you because know, the first it, i didn't recognize it was him in the first flashback scene
1: oh i did right away oh
0: uh, but then because he, he was kind of like I know, like he put on a fat suit or something, and obviously the heroin and like the raggedy stuff, like raggedy beard, yeah, and the hair kind of threw me off. But the last flashback scene where he's like more clean shaven, it's like, oh, holy shit, it's him.
1: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't tell by his voice, let alone.
0: I couldn't. I was listening to her explain the story. In the first one. Fair enough. But yeah, let's let's talk about the. uh, I mean, the true (laughs) waiting.
1: Yes, Idris Elba finally getting a role. Where he has more than just, you know, a couple lines of dialogue. That's always a plus.
0: Yeah. Not yeah. to shit
1: on any of the Thor movies, but Idris Elba is was completely wasted in the Marvel universe.
0: No, it's okay. He got to do more in Ragnarok right before he died in the next movie.
1: Yeah, thanks to thanks to Taika. Yeah. But that that's kind of my point. He was heavily wasted.
0: Oh no, he was. Definitely especially in the first two. He was just, I'm gonna stay yeah. in here with the sword. I'm supposed to see everything, but I don't really see everything.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll swing the sword every once in a while. But now we get a movie where it shows us him being a badass, which we knew was possible all along. I'm not going to talk much about this, but Idris Elba for the next James Bond. Still for it. Don't give a shit. But his character was really good. I liked his character arc throughout it as well. You know, him having that giant fear of rats, and then by the end of the movie, him kind of outliving his fear. And starting to pet the rat and starting to calm down at the yeah, end. Yeah, him of it.
0: outgrowing his fear yes. and moving past it.
1: Also the the scene with him and his daughter in the beginning, not your typical father-daughter relationship, which was I don't want to say a breath of fresh air because they were, you know, screaming fuck you for about two minutes to each other. But hey, he was still trying to be a good dad. You know, his daughter got caught stealing and he gave her a suggestion, you know, use a lookout this way, you know, your lookout will let you know if someone's on you so you don't get caught.
0: Yeah, you know, that's,
1: that's still him caring. That's still him caring. In his own way. Yes, even though it's not the best advice, still him caring. King Shark, thank you, Sly Stallone, once again, for another great performance. You actually did more than Vin Diesel did for a group. I'm sorry to say, though, I don't think King Shark had much of an impact as Vin Diesel's group. Because those, those simple... I Am Groot tone changes, they really fucking held it down, especially towards the end of the first Guardians where he sacrificed himself. We are Groot. It's just like, all oh, right right in the fucking feels.
0: Eh, I like King Shark better, though.
1: Well, King Shark's a lot more fun to watch.
0: I mean, I, you didn't think it was a little emotional when uh, all the soldiers are just putting in bullets in the gu- in, 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 into Shark? I mean, yeah, but you know,
1: King Shark is a shark.
0: Because I will say, it it crossed my mind for a minute that, oh shit, why did he just die right here?
1: Yeah, I was kind of expecting him to die. He took a big
0: fall, he got some blood bitten out of him by those fish monsters, and now he's just being pelted with bullets. I'm like, I mean, that would be a shock. Yep,
1: but as the legend once said, it's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep getting up. Yep, I just quoted Sly in a different role or a different movie and it still works cuz King Shark got hit and he kept getting up. So besides those two,
0: uh Polka-Dom man.
1: Yeah, that was uh interesting to say the least, you know, with his I was getting very uh it it you know, chapter 1 and 2 vibes. How you know exactly? What I mean. like,
0: <laughs> like he was like a pennywise kind of guy?
1: <laughs> no, I was thinking more Eddie cuz you know Eddie had that thing with his mom.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: Because even in the sequel, I don't know if you noticed, this is kind of going off off track, but it, it'll get back to what I'm saying. So, in the sequel, when the, you show before Eddie's car crash, he's on the phone with his wife, right? His wife is supposed to look like his mom, so much so that it's the same actress playing his mom, just minus the fat suit and different hair. And that scene kind of became very prevalent in the club scene where he's dancing, having a good time. But everyone around him is his mom's face i'm sorry we still on it <laughs> no did, did you not see that scene in the club with Pokemon polka dot man dancing
0: yes around? no i did but i like you went off to it for a second and then by the time we got back it's like in the club and i'm like i don't remember this for a minute i was i was talking back
1: to you know the suicide squad when well yeah yes, yes, yes. everyone... i mean
0: i i think it's one of the funniest scenes in a movie
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying I was getting It Chapter 1 and 2 vibes from
0: that. That was my segue into it. Okay. Well, I do think that was the best running gag throughout the movie. Because, I mean, obviously they topped it off with a kaiju version of the mom. Yeah. How did you think his powers transferred to, I guess, real life, live action? I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm glad they explained his powers more. Than a uh, Sports suit, which still doesn't make yeah. sense to me, but sure. It's
1: okay. Just run with it.
0: Now I'm just going to run with it. Hey, each I- can, Elba can rock that suit. I'm, I'm just going to. He does what he does. He does. Yep. Uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Uh, yeah. John Cena's finest role yet. Um, Great
1: acting in this movie. Yeah. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. He nailed it. In the few scenes where he had to show real emotional range, he, he nailed it without saying a single fucking word.
0: Hey, I just saw him in F9 a few weeks ago. This this version of John Cena run circles around that guy.
1: Now look, oh, that I was mean, Fast and Furious. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't you dare compare it, this movie to Fast and Furious. That's oh, just look. I'm sorry, especially that's Vin Diesel's direction.
0: That's Vin Diesel's direction of what he wants out of the character, like he did with The Rock. Okay,
1: but that worked out real well.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. This is where John Cena is allowed to actually act, and James Gunn got it out of him. Absolutely. Uh, Does make me excited for the HBO Max show. Uh, I guess we should talk about another death since I assume that show is going to touch on it. <sighs> yep. Uh, Our boy, Rick Flagg.
1: Yep. The other great thing about Suicide Squad Rick Flagg gets killed by a peacemaker and a great fight. Mm-hmm.
0: Great fight. But like, it should be reminded he uh Flag was stabbed through the side of his body and he still fought him and almost won. Mm-hmm. So but but now we're getting into John Cena's real acting spot.
1: So the only reason why Rick Flagg and John Cena fought is because Rick Flagg was gonna blow the whistle that the US government was behind Project Starfish. Shock. And yeah. Oh didn't see that coming. But unfortunately. For Rick Flagg, John Cena is like every single American president. He cherishes peace no matter how many men, women, and children he has to kill to obtain it. That being said, John Cena was not going to let him blow the whistle. Thus, the fight ensues. Even though John Cena does not want to fight Rick Flagg at all, because Rick Flagg is pretty much a war hero when John Cena respects him. But he's going to do whatever he has to do what he thinks is right. Mm-hmm. And he does. And even in that scene where he stabs Rick Flagg through the heart, you can see it on his face, like, relieved that he's not dead, but completely broken and saddened that that's what he had to do to succeed. And even to the point where, you know, Rick Flagg even insults him, saying, you know, Peacemaker, what a fucking joke. And then pretty much goes to fall over dead. But instead of him just falling over dead and hitting the ground, Peacemaker rolls so he... Lays on the ground softly, because that's still how much respect he had for him.
0: Yeah, he still respects him. Like, he doesn't hate him. He just had to do what he had to do. Correct. And, and I mean, those... I mentioned this to you before, the... but I think, I think that final line from Rick Flag is going to haunt him. That's going to haunt him in the show. Because probably will. It, like you said, like he was shaken after he did it, and I think he realizes he is a the walking, gravity. He, he, he's a walking contradiction. He's all about peace, love, peace, love, peace, but then. How, like all he does is murder and does he even get peace like he knows he's covering it up he even says when Rick Flag is saying that you know they, they experimented on children like he knows what they did was not right Yep. but peace is but so would, big in his mind that he's willing to do cause
1: a greater issue if it all got out
0: well I, I hope the show goes into that like how much is he willing to put up with for this so called peace yeah Uh, and then who do we got Uh, I guess going back to fact catcher one there's Ratcatcher 2. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I mean, not, the, the rat. The rat's kind of creepy at times. There's a lot of rats. Oh, there there are, but
1: I don't know. I feel like you know, she's great, her acting's great, but it just wasn't anything crazy about her role in general. That's a yeah. big standout, you know. I feel like we do have to mention Harley Quinn though.
0: Oh, we do. I mean she 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 was still alive, she she survived the initial attack.
1: Her with her new, uh, her new boyfriend.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, was it like a fiancé for like two minutes?
1: She never said yes.
0: Mm, that's true. All right.
1: And, you know, her proving that she's getting over the Joker by shooting this guy in the heart.
0: Okay. I mean, I do like... It makes sense with her character. The character does seem like it continues from Birds of Prey, which I do like. There is some continuation. Yep. Birds of Prey was like the breakup and processing movie. And this is her... As a fully-fledged character, like, avoiding toxic boyfriends. Now, is she excessive in how she deals with them? Yes,
1: but... It kind of has to happen, though.
0: Yeah, so uh, when she explains it, it does kind of make sense. Because with her experience of the Joker. Yeah. I guess the small issue I do have with this movie is how, for the majority of the movie, Harley Quinn's role, or her story, is completely separate to the main story.
1: Yeah, pretty much not important.
0: But like when they segue to her, and there's a solid ten minutes like dealing with the president, and the, you know, then them, them hooking up and talking, and you know, her, then her being tortured. It's like I understand it's good for her character development, but in the grand scheme of things, you could have just plopped her in with the with the team, like they just could have met up somewhere, and it would have flowed fine. She doesn't give them any valuable information at all that helps. Yeah. So.
1: But. Uh huh. We do have talked about that torture scene. Those are some pretty fucking stupid henchmen. Because obviously they know about Harley Quinn. They know how dangerous she is. And yet they still leave her just hanging there with no restraints around her feet. Like I, I saw that shit coming. I was like, oh, dude, she's going to fucking break his neck in a fucking heartbeat.
0: Just fucking wrap her legs around him and kill him. Or have it this. Like, so- you know, she's dangerous. You're really going to stand right behind her, not even move three steps forward. Yeah. Couldn't even, like, her plan to break out, kind of just sorely rest on how stupid they could be.
1: Yeah, but, you know. Because if he sat down gotta... halfway
0: across the room and would be on his phone, she'd be stuck.
1: Yep. Then again, he thought, you know, she was knocked out. Clearly, she wasn't. Well,
0: that's what he gets. Now he's dead.
1: No. Yep. Not that I'm complaining, but, you know.
0: No, because, I mean, her escape was a pretty fun scene.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, the team kind of like, oh, what the fuck? Like, we were going to save you, and you're fine.
0: I mean, between that and the uh, I mean, you know, her being a bit upset about Flag dying at the end I do like how, like, they did kind of become friends from the first movie Like, even if yeah. Flag won't, like, openly admit it, like, because I, I there was one of the shots, and I do wonder why they focused on it, because, like, when Harley's eating the apple in the rain as they go to Jotunheim, and, like, he looks at her smiling, he's like, he knows they're friends even if he yeah. doesn't admit it So, I'm glad, like, again, like, even if DCU... You, is in kind of this middle ground of is it a connected universe or not they are keeping some threads connected to where there is development of, of these characters yeah which i like because james gunn could have said screw it start fresh but i'm glad he didn't
1: well james gunn is a team player you know
0: he is a team player unlike disney but, <laughs> now, but yeah, there's a final fight yep definitely an interesting final fight <laughs> To say the very least, um when I went to this movie, I did not expect thousands of rats trying to eat starro alive but, uh, Definitely not y- you know, I was fine with it because it did seem a little lackluster, but more thought it was like, you know what it's a unique ending. and considering a lot of the superhero movies now have like the same bombastic third act and the final battle, it's just different,
1: yeah, and it would make sense because starro is this big hulking creature mm-hmm. so, him getting overrun by these tiny creatures makes perfect sense, because he's freaking out on, you know, how to get him off.
0: i also think, like, for me, there's two things. One, the main heavy lifters of the team throughout the movie were Bloodsport and King Shark. In the final battle, they basically did nothing. Yeah. Basically. It um, was
1: pretty much like a nice full team effort.
0: But yeah, that's that was my second thing. Is like, by themselves, they didn't do much, but with Bloodsport taking charge... He did get everyone to work as a team and they were able to beat it.
1: Also, so. let's call out the real MVP of Suicide Squad. I don't know her name, that woman that works with Amanda Waller who knocked her out.
0: Oh, I was, actually, I was about to say, we should talk about Amanda Waller and how much ruder she got in between movies. Oof. Oh, yeah.
1: But I think we can all agree that woman will not be in Suicide Squad sequel. Waller is going to have her killed. Oh, no, that she's gonna going to be in the sequel.
0: Happen. As one of the Suicide Squad members. Yeah. Waller's going to go up there in the middle of the night while she's sleeping and inject that bomb. Yep.
1: Congratulations. You wanted to help out the team so much? Here you go. You're a part of the team. Because you know Waller's not the forgiving type.
0: Oh, I mean, you see that glare? She was given that entire team after making a deal with Bloodsport? She is pissed. Yep. But yeah, Waller... James Gunn definitely focused more on Waller being more of an asshole.
1: I mean, that makes sense because the real character of Waller is a complete asshole.
0: Yeah, I know, but I I was just kind of like her rant at the end, like, at first I kind of took her seriously, but by the end of it, I was just laughing. Like, really? Like, you have like, the I don't know, just fallen apart and you're just ranting curse words at this point.
1: Yeah, it is what it is, but overall I feel like the movie was very successful in the story it was trying to tell and it was an actually coherent story. Yes. With enough antagonist in it and not just you know Starro being the main antagonist
0: one could say Walder was the true antagonist
1: I mean she always is but you know overall told the story beautifully none of the jokes seemed forced everything fit the acting was phenomenal the camaraderie of the actors throughout the film also worked very well I don't know about you Tyler but I'd, I'd highly recommend watching this movie if you got a Go and get an HBO Max subscription. Do it up. You will not be disappointed. If you can see it in in theaters, I highly recommend you get your ass some tickets and watch this shit. It is a fun movie to watch. You're going to like it.
0: Absolutely. 100%. It's a fun movie. You don't need to watch the first Suicide Squad to understand this movie. I know we obviously are pulling a lot of connections that there are some. But it's not set like, oh, what, yeah, you don't know important. Rick Flagg? It's like, no.
1: It's not important.
0: It's it's not important. Just know he's a military guy. Uh, and that's basically it. But it is a good time for fans of superhero movies, obviously. But even fans of non- like, if you don't like superhero movies, you'll have a good time. This is a good action movie with a lot of laughs.
1: It, it is. With um, a lot of blood. blood I will give this caveat. And, and language
0: Because I saw some posts online. Because apparently parents don't learn from Deadpool. This is not a kid superhero movie so don't be taking no, it's seven not. or eight year old you know kids this movie yeah there is penis involved
1: yes there is
0: there, there is there's tits there's penis it's a lot of blood
1: a a lot of it a lot <laughs> but then again that's kind of like you know I'll little anecdote here when I was younger I went to go see Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie in theaters and this couple brought their kids to see it Ended up walking out and we're like, I can't believe this movie's like this. This is ridiculous. I'm what? sorry, you're in Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. It's a mov- movie about a serial killer that kills people on Halloween, it is notorious for going after babysitters who are half dressed. What did you think about this movie was going to be appropriate for kids? And the same goes into these types of movies, exactly. But as always. What were your thoughts about the Suicide Squad? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did we miss out on a couple of good opportunities for some wins or some disservices to the name? As always, tell us at Entertainment Expansion. Find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We read every single comment on the air. We like to talk to all of our fans to gauge with their thinking and spark greater expansion of your entertainment needs.